welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. This podcast amplifies the topics you want to hear about. Globally minded and locally focused. I'm Roger Garas. I'm Keith Benson. So today we're talking about transformation. Super excited. And in, in that transformation space, we're really talking about um, social emotional development and boys of color. And I am so super excited. If you guys don't hear me for the rest of the podcast, don't say anything, Keith. Don't say it. Don't that say it. That would be a pleasure It to is because <laughs> we have the one and only Dr. Tasha Nicole Johnson, Senior Director of the Character Development Institute with the YMCA of the USA here. She is a phenomenal speaker. She would just lull you. Like, I could listen to her talk all day. Um, she's amazing. So, Dr. Johnson is a highly competent, results-focused, and highly effective leader with a portfolio of strategic leadership and academic achievement and educational reform outcomes. Her professional lineage is one of gaining results through informed planning and research-based implementation, coupled with a withinness for manifesting effective solutions for transformative change. So if anybody can talk about transformation, that it would be Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson. Absolutely. Subject Absolutely. matter expert as we take a look at this social-emotional learning. Dr. Johnson, talk to us a little bit about the work that you're doing with YUSA around character development. Absolutely. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Rodrigo, for having me today. We are super excited to really take this work to next level. Um, when we think about character development at the YMCA, particularly at the YMCA of the USA, we are talking about a disposition or a habit of mind that is positioning youth development workers, youth development professionals to really ensure that young people, the 9 million young people that mm. we serve in the YMCA, wow. have what they need to be healthy and whole, hear me well, in their 21st century world and not ours. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. character development is a key pathway for influencing and impacting in a positive way youth development. So I am super excited to convene about 8,900 YMCA professionals across the United States states, 208 YMCA associations who wow. are about the business, wow. hear me, about the business of ensuring that all of our young people and their stakeholders, their ambassadors, their allies, their advocates are healthy and whole in what? Their 21st century world and not, not ours. Not ours. Not ours. Not ours is the key. That's And that's huge. I think, you know, many um, times people are well-meaning and, and they're trying to interface with these young people, but they may be using antiquated success models, right? Like, I'm trying to get you prepared for this. It's like, well, that's not a thing anymore. So you might want to get them prepared for what they are going um, to deal with. So, Dr. Um, Tasha, tell us how that social-emotional learning and that character development learning is really critical, especially for boys and young men of color. Absolutely. So there are five adult practices. So this work is focused on the adult youth development practitioners who are mm. key levers of change and transformation for the young people that we serve. Mm. With these five adult practices, empathy, emotion management, personal development, relationship building, and responsibility. Build off the YMCA core values of honesty, caring, respect, and responsibility. Mm -hmm. We have a low entry. We have low hanging fruit 
removing all barriers to be able to serve those populations that have been underserved first and foremost, mm -hmm. that are a part mm -hmm. of right. those 9 million youth, and to get in front of the systemic barriers by way of this new initiative related to boys and young men of color who are going to be our change makers, who are going to be our difference makers in their 21st century world and not our 21st century world. Yeah. So social emotional yeah. learning is a key aspect of human development, not just youth and child development. And all of the research and all of the practice have lined up to tell us when we know better, that means when we have intentional skills, when we have intentional dispositions to show up and show out with inclusion, to show up and show out with love and empathy, we can positively influence the most. And we can certainly transform those who have we have been responsible for creating the least. Yeah. yeah. So, so, go ahead, Keith. Yeah. You, so I've been had the opportunity to work with you for the last few years with this project. Talk to me about the adult's role in all yeah. of this. Because so, so often time is that here's a book. Hey, go teach this to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference now in the way that the YMCA is introducing these practice areas versus things of past? Good Keith. job, Keith. I had that same question. Good job. I'm excited. <laughs> great question. Great question. You always so, follow my lead. First oh. and foremost, this is not about a program. I started talking about a habit of mine. Mm. So we mm -hmm. think about this paradigm of I do, you do, we do. If you, Keith and Rodrigo, are like me, you come from the school of thought where kids are to be seen and not heard. Yes. We know if yes. you have kids of your own or if you ever work with other people's children, that is not the way young people receive mm -mm. their entree to adulthood. And that is not going to empower them to earn, learn, and manage their own voice and agency. Right. And so this work is about focusing on the adults who are spending a lot of time in our after-school programs, in our swim classes, on our soccer fields, in our basketball courts, showing up in ways that are modeling engaging, mm -hmm. activating, and creating space for children to be children, but to also practice the trials, the tribulations, the affirmations and celebrations that they will experience as growing adults yeah. and as active adults in their 21st century world and not ours. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had this language when my grandmama used to tell me, you know, the children should be seen and not heard. I, I needed this language. Well, gr grandma knew what she was doing best. <laughs> don't, act, don't act like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm still here. Oh, thank oh, you. Um, thank you, sorry, Dr. Dr. Johnson. Don't, don't tell them don't act like that. Dr. Johnson, so boys of color. And one may ask the question of, well, why just that population? I mean, there's so many other. There's there's girls. There's there's other boys that are not of color. Like, For sure. We get that question all the time. And so we like to lean on the strategic um, development principle of targeted universalism. Mm -hmm. So if you can work with those who are on the fringe of greatness, and in our country, it's those who have been marginalized, oppressed, and trivialized to be able to access the spoils of this great country. If we can elevate those who have experienced the least of what we have to offer, and then we are able to raise that tide, and all of them are able to benefit from it. So as a woman who identifies as a woman of African descent, African-American, I say it is not about not ever supporting 
girls mm -hmm. and young ladies of color, right. just not right, right now. Right. And that's not necessarily a popular uh, position, but it is one we think that there are limited resources, when mm. there are limited opportunities to have great people to mentor and to allocate financial dollars and time to supporting work well, sometimes we have to make those hard decisions. Yeah. So once again, as a woman of color, as an African-American woman, my role is secondary. Mm -hmm. And at whenever the time is right, and the time may be right tomorrow, the time may be right six months from now, then we move out in front. Again, the data and the practical experience supports that boys and young men of color mm. are the target populations mm. to be able to elevate first, if we look at the principle of targeted universalism, mm -hmm. and then all others in learning how to scale, learning how to break through with good implementation and excellence will also move forward. You know, I love this concept that you you raised a minute ago about creating these spaces where kids can practice these things. Like just when you said it in that moment, it became kind of an aha moment for me. Like, yeah, we do tell kids to don't do this, don't do that. You'll, you'll do this when you get to be an adult and this will be expected. But we never really give them a chance to master those skills, right? And and to be proficient in it and then poof, they're adults and, and we're wondering why they don't have that skill set. Absolutely. Youth development is a training ground for young adulthood. Yeah. Youth yeah. development yeah. is a training ground for what Maslow calls actualization. If not us, as a 175-year-old organization, then who? Right. We're also learning that we cannot do this work alone. So as we are thinking about the Boys and Young Men of Color initiative, it is not just about the great news of the YMCA. Certainly we know that we have to have a place in that narrative, serving nine million young people. It is also about the business of creating collaborations and partnerships, uh, creating spaces and place for young people to ensure that they can thrive and survive and be their best personal and professional selves. And so we are appreciative of our organization committing to this initiative. Mm -hmm. And as we are first in so many places, we hope to yeah. be first in this transformative experience. Yeah. yeah, when I think about the incarceration rate, like if, if the prisons then look um, like what our school system should look like, hmm. and if we were to teach character, does our prison systems look different? Mm -hmm. Because people are responding differently. And so, so many of our boys are not getting locked up, not getting in uh, situations whereby uh, folks are coming after them. And the people who are coming after them, um, not in the right way, uh, that they'll be out and doing productive work in the in our communities. Sure, Keith. I think prevention and intervention go hand in glove. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are places for incarceration. I mean, the, you know, what we also have to address and respond to in terms of critical decision making with young people is when they make decisions, there are positive and negative consequences. Right, absolutely. It is our responsibility as a youth development organization to be in the place. So we can't just leave our young people behind because they are locked up or are incarcerated. Uh -huh. yeah. We have to take the YMCA, we have to take other youth serving organizations to where the people are. So if they are in the detention centers, that is where we should be. Mm -hmm. If they are in rehab facilities, if they are in mandatory programs, if they are wearing black boxes on their ankles, so shall we walk side by side in those institutions, not just elevating their character, but also listening to them 
tell their lived experience yeah. of their decision making that ended up landing them under those circumstances and how we can support each other because what you do today does not have to be your destiny for right. tomorrow. Right, right, right. right. And right. I, I mean, just kind of um, amplifying the fact that this work is multidimensional in that it works with adults too. If we can solidify this space with adults, then they can get in and really dismantle the systems that keep right. perpetuating right. this disproportionate right. um, population in, in some of our, um, you know, systems and some of our penal systems in jails where, you know, you have whole swaths of a, a demographic that are represented and then whole swaths of a demographic that are not. Like, while we're teaching these young people or helping them experience life a different way from a different set of character development skills, we can also be talking to adults. Now, let's break these systems that keep, you know, landing these folks here unjustly. But we also, I think the antecedent, Rodrigo, of doing that before we go into a system is to really step back and see how we have contributed to uh -huh. the system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if we are not looking at that man or that woman in the mirror, then we have a great opportunity to yes. reify the status quo. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, this work is so powerful. The Obama administration, uh, the Obama Foundation, rather, is uh, doing some great work, and we're partnering with uh, them in certain parts of the country. Uh, I know that Charlotte is one of those. Uh, Absolutely. Some and, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the YMCA of Greater Charlotte really represents the flagship. And when I think about the flagship, where folks are going into lion's den work, they are opening up their YMCAs for teen spaces, for teens mm. to just have agency, have fun, play basketball. They also represent partnerships. And with their My Brother's Keepers Alliances in the greater North and South Carolina area, they are saying that this work is not just proprietary to the YMCA. It takes all of us, as the Bible says, there's plenty of good room in the end. Yeah. There is plenty yeah. of work in mm -hmm. transforming yeah. the lives of young people. There's plenty of good work in supporting boys and young men of color. And so we are super excited to have many YMCA's across the country, but certain ones who are really leading at scale what this greatness can look like. So certainly first and foremost, if we think about a, a next step or a place to go, is to really, one, be introspective. What are the policies? What are the practices? What are the programs that we need to ensure that all people are successful, that where there are barriers, where there are assets. And in so doing, we know that if not us who, when you know better, yeah. you will do you better. You should do better. And yeah. then you will yeah. support better. Mm, absolutely. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So you guys don't miss the opportunity to connect with um, Dr. Johnson. You can find her at Tasha Franklin Johnson on LinkedIn. Um, reach out to her because I promise you this is the tip of the iceberg. She will bless your ears with, with all of the stuff that she she knows. Man, so powerful. Thank you all for listening to Causenetic. Where our conversations are global. Globally minded and locally focused. Check us out at www.ymcadallas.org slash Causenetic. And as always, stay dynamic, stay energized, stay Causenetic.